This is your last chance. After this, there is no turning back. You take the blue pill. The story ends. You wake up in your bed and believe whatever you want to be. You take the red pill. You stay in Wonderland. And I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. This is Monica Perez waking Atlanta up to the true threats to our liberty every Saturday from 3 to 6 right here on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB talking about Jeffrey Epstein and we're about an hour into this conversation. You can always, if you've missed it or want to go back, you can always go to uh, my producer Binkley and I do a podcast and also post these shows uh, the WSB show we put up on Wednesday, our podcast we put up on Thursday. It's at thepropreport.com after the propaganda report. But but earlier in the show, we had a caller, Mike, I think his name was, in Southwest Atlanta, who asked if we thought Epstein had any connections to Hollywood. And I would just glanced at my notes and saw the name of a victim who had identified herself, Alicia Arden. I think she came out in the Miami Herald reports. And I'm a little skeptical about how well-crafted the Miami Herald reports were. A lot of victims came forward with their names. I think that's weird since one of the arguments was that people were afraid to come forward. That's why they didn't prosecute him fully. I don't buy that argument. But names aren't bantered about, that bandied about when sex crimes are foot. So I, I looked into this woman, Alicia Arden. She claimed that Jeffrey Epstein uh, grabbed her butt and told her he wanted to manhandle her when she was introduced to him for some professional reason in Santa Monica, which is the Hollywood area, and that she filed a police report in 1997 against him, and it was not pursued by the Santa Monica police. So she's frustrated because this was before all that stuff was happening and all those young girls. And another thing about, like, they were saying these guys have to, they couldn't get people to testify. The cops got piles and piles of evidence, in it, and, and they're like, and, it, you know, there were implications. These girls were willing. Statutory rape is not about consent. You cannot, you are not competent to consent when you're 14 years old. You're not. And no one's, no one's ever, the prostitution is wrong, but you can't consent to, uh, to being a 14 year old prostitute. That's, that's not a defense for Epstein and they don't need, if they have hard evidence, they don't need the victim. So I don't buy any of that stuff, but I was surprised that all the names that came up, but they did come up. I'm going to go to some calls, 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. I'm going to Linda in Kennesaw. Hey, Linda, you're on with Monica. Hi. Hey, Monica. I agree with you. Uh, uh, This whole thing stinks. I think when people are in high power, they all know each other. It's all who's who. The Clintons and Trump and Epstein and all these people, they all know each other. They know each other's dirt. They socialize together. So they think the American people are stupid, uh, that they, you know, they try to trick us by uh, either by some morality. Oh, he gropes women and he shouldn't be president. When in fact, it's all the inside dealings. They don't want him in there because they have a different agenda. Uh, I mean, Obama was put in because he was the chosen one. They knew they can get him in there. They knew they can make him a president. 
And and every single president, he's a puppet for somebody bigger and higher. And it's all politics. And that's why we call politics dirty, because it's all on the inside. And they don't tell us everything. And they think we're too stupid to handle the truth. I totally agree with you. And I uh, I would say that, especially with Obama and Trump, there's a real trend to call somebody an outsider, it's like the trend that the only valid information has been leaked or overheard against interests. Or there was another example, right, Binkley, that we were talking about how it's not, I think it was relevant to this case, you think about that, but it, it, it's where there's no credibility unless, dot, 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 unless it's leaked. With these, with the president nowadays, they want they wanted Obama to look like a total outsider. They then I think they wanted him to physically look like an outsider, not part of the kind of DC establishment. And with Trump, they paint him also as a kind of rogue outsider, but he absolutely wasn't. And his and and he's not even a businessman in the way that he's portrayed to be, in that he went bankrupt four times, and to the extent they're like, he's a businessman, and bankruptcy is a business tactic, and you know he can run the country. I'm like, well, he doesn't get four chances, <laughs> you know, at getting it right. Like that's not an okay argument. But even further, I, I would argue that most of the money that his family got, if if not all of it, his father made the money from government grants for housing, and then he himself went into the casino business, getting kind of a pass on the licensing to enter that oligopolistic protected industry you get hyper profits and then even the thing that's actually making him rich because the other stuff didn't in my opinion was the dc post office which was a gimme which was an absolute gift that whoever got awarded that by the government and the agent i believe was diane feinstein's husband whoever got awarded that was basically guaranteed to just print cash. It was just not a, it was a fishy process. So I'm just saying, you think these guys are portrayed as outsiders. Why does CNN allow that outsider narrative to persist with Trump? Why does Morning Joe, there's leaked audio where Morning Joe says, Trump says to Mika, hey, keep the questions easy. And she says, okay, <laughs> you know? So I agree with you, Linda, I'm not, here trying to bash Trump. I I don't think that his hands are dirty when it comes to this Epstein stuff, but I do think that these guys are playing games with us. And I think that, that this drama, he might even play into this drama. He might play into it because it's a distraction from other things, or maybe if he'll get completely exonerated and it'll make him look better because I think he will get exonerated or I think he, anybody who really looks into it isn't going to find that smoking gun because I don't think he did it. So, but I, but let's, Binkley, I want to just kind of tick off some of the things that make me think that that Clinton would have been at much greater risk if the scandal had broke with him as the focus than Trump. So for me, what do they have against Trump? A couple of parties he went to with Epstein. He ate in Epstein's kitchen. He he uh, got a ride home from his plane and Epstein used to go to Mar-a-Lago, but he was barred from there, which must have taken courage on Trump's part to bar somebody that important and connected. He was barred from Mar-a-Lago after recruiting a young girl from there. 
I think it was Virginia Roberts who was the one who was recruited from there. And Trump has that quote where he says, Epstein's a terrific guy. He loves beautiful women, although his are on the younger side, which makes me think that Trump's aren't on the younger side. So that's what I think they have against Trump. Do you think they have anything else, Binkley, against Trump? People are going to argue that video that was released recently. Where NBC was filming a bunch of models with those two guys there. Yeah. But what what does that say? I don't I don't think it's evidence of guilt of anything, but that's what people on the left are going to say. I don't think anybody in that picture was underage. No, oh, I don't either. So what was the NBC doing there? Just like you said, if they were. Yeah, I mean, are they complicit as well? So for me, that kind of that that stuff is typical of Trump. He was very into. Did you ever see his intros on the on the wrestling thing, where they sing money, money, money? Yeah, and he's like flanked by uh, the you know wrestling type chicks. Yeah. I mean, he likes to have women around. But that's his image, which Jeff Zucker helped him create, by the way, with The Apprentice. His image is boss man. His image is money man. His image is women man. uh, People also accuse him of raping a 13-year-old girl with Jeffrey Epstein, but they don't mention that that was pursued. There was no evidence found, and it was discovered that the person behind that was a former Jerry Springer producer who has a history of doing stunts like this for profit. And and it was never proven. No. Right? And and that, to me, is... Would you consider that a thorough debunking? <laughs> it's thoroughly debunked if you look into it. <laughs> I wonder if you looked that up on Snopes, which is notorious yeah. for fake debunking. Yeah. Like, they take only things that are... Or a lot of times, things that are true. Yeah. And they make some twisted grammatical argument that it's... Yeah. Oh, that sentence. <laughs> yeah, they won't say it's debunked. The they'll say in the wrong place. Yeah, they'll say it can't be proven yet. Is probably yes, yes, very good. So, all right. So then, then the Clinton stuff. Clinton, you know a lot of this stuff better than I. He took those rides. He went globe trotting with these guys. <laughs> he. Epstein was on the Trilateral Commission, the Rockefeller Foundation, the Council of Foreign Relations. Uh, he was a big Harvard donor, maybe even on some boards there. He And what did he do with the Clinton? He, he contributed to the Clinton Global Initiative, but it went further than that, right? In his plea negotiation letter, which is far more important towards him getting the deal than uh, Alexander Acosta, it says that Jeffrey Epstein was part of the original group that conceived of the Clinton Global Initiative, and it boasted about his friendship with Bill Clinton. And that had, I mean, that was not a lie, right? Nobody ever claimed that. Nobody was not disputed true. that, and yeah. it was accepted by the yeah. government. And uh, Epstein's handler or procurer or whatever, Ghislaine Maxwell, mm-hmm. she, I noticed there's that funny haha story about her having to leave the country for some illness or whatever, yeah. so she could not be deposed in the Epstein case. Yet, during that time frame, she was photographed at Chelsea Clinton's <laughs> wedding, right? Yeah. And then there's this other thing where this MC2, which is a modeling agency I talked about earlier, the head of that, Brunel, claimed he was told to flee the country once subpoenas were handed down. Brunel was told by Epstein to leave the area in anticipation of a deposition in a criminal case against Epstein. So Brunel admitted that. 
I think he took it back and then admitted it again. But that's obstruction of justice on both of their parts. And that is a pattern of behavior that Maxwell is accused of. But that all the the so Clinton was so connected to Maxwell, who's knee deep in this stuff. I mean, I, I almost think she's more guilty than Epstein. Like, I think if there's a bigger picture going on here, she's the one running the show. And she was that tight with Clinton that she was at Chelsea's wedding. Yeah. So, uh, all right. I want to uh, go to calls. I want to go to Marie, but I'm going to do it after the break. So we have a little more time. 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. You can tweet at me at Monica Perez Show. Monica Perez. I'm not interested in fantasies. I'm interested in reality. On News 95.5 at AM 750, WSB. And it goes straight to the phones, talking about Epstein. I'm going to Marie in Athens. Hi, Marie. You're on with Monica. Hi. Hey, what's happening? Um, I just uh, found out that uh, the president, he had barred Epstein from Mar-a-Lago. Yeah. For assaulting uh, somebody there. And, I mean, he's got court papers on it. Really? And, uh, There's papers mm-hmm. on that? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Because that really had to have taken, I don't know if Trump was trying to cover his butt or if he was, like, outraged by it. But it had to have taken some courage if this guy was so Teflon that nobody could He did it. it. In the New York Post. Oh, it's in the New York Post? I'll have to. You would not believe the mountains of articles I have every, there's so much on Epstein. It kind of annoys me that the Miami Herald's getting all this credit for stuff that has been out there for anyone who wanted to see it for 10 years. Uh, and, and I bet including that, I, I wonder if that's all over the Miami Herald story. It will be soon, if not. I hope so. Well, I thank would you. think so. Yeah, thank you very much for the information. Um Bigly, yeah. Don't you think that it's a little bit crazy that that stuff is completely not in the Herald stories? Yeah, that's what alerted me to... Or is it? Is that, I mean, court documents, I don't think that... I've never seen references to court documents about that. That's an official, like... Yeah. When she did not mention the plea negotiation letter and facts like that, that told me that there was some sort of psyop going on. Because you don't go through those court documents and not run into this stuff. Right, right. I, and and you, you do stumble upon those documents pretty quickly. And she also said she didn't. So we're talking about the Miami Herald articles are being credited for bringing the Epstein case back in the limelight, even though it was tr- struggling to come into the limelight in all, all over 2016. We were shouting it from the rooftops. And this chick parachutes in, and now she's being hailed a hero. But didn't she say she could not? interview bradley edwards the easiest person to interview on god's good earth with she more... talked about how it was like she couldn't get the lawyers to respond to her at all and it was difficult and he responded to me the first time i reached out to him not to mention because he was personally in a suit against epstein regarding this case there's like pages and pages and pages of his recounting undisputed facts in the case. I mean, everything that guy has to say is in the record. You could Google it right now. So I I just call BS. We should actually, I think that your insight into what's really going on with the Miami Herald story is very interesting. I mean, we covered it on our podcast, but I think we should, it's worth it. 
bears repeating. So let's do it after the break. 800 WSB Talk. This is Monica Perez. Monica Perez. Have you ever questioned the nature of your reality? On News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. This is Monica Perez waking Atlanta up to the true threats to our liberty every Saturday from 3 to 6 right here on WSB. This time we're talking about Jeffrey Epstein who violated the fundamental bodily rights of probably hundreds of girls who, by our laws, are not competent to consent to that stuff. There was coercion, there was targeting, there was procurement. And uh, there are also allegations of force and certainly uh, money was changing hands. Blackmail might have been the goal. There was so much there and his punishment for it was minimal. He went to a custom-made jail wing for himself that he didn't even have to stay in that long. And he got the privilege of a non-prosecution agreement which is, from what I could tell from other legal analysts, was worded weirdly broadly. So it is now Jeffrey Epstein was arrested in New York. He's in jail right now. And he's being charged with just one charge of trafficking and one charge of conspiracy to traffic. I guess it's, I don't know if it's child or sex or both uh, sex trafficking even though there's so many other things he could be charged with. And from what I can tell, that would never be covered by that NPA. It's called the non-prosecution agreement. Yet his his lawyers are going to be able to argue that he should be covered, even if the prosecutors did it illegally. Just because somebody makes a mistake that that vacates their rights doesn't mean that you can be prosecuted again under like double jeopardy or whatever. So you don't, it doesn't necessarily mean that that, non-prosecution agreement is vacated just because it was entered into illegally and it was illegal because the crime victims are supposed to be notified before there's an agreement like that put in force so there are real issues with this and uh it people have been freaked out about this for years now everybody's known about it Yet it came back to the fore at the end of last year because of a series of articles in the Miami Herald. And this was a supposedly was sparked by Trump putting Alexandra Acosta, the prosecutor who gave that agreement, into the cabinet. So Trump somehow got himself more connected to Epstein this way than he was before. It sparked this resurgence in interest, and that was picked up on, of course, not when it looked like it was going to bury Clinton during the campaign, but only now. And it's looks like it's supposed to throw Trump under the bus, but I have to say, my producer Binkley has a theory, and I think it's 100% right, of what... So let's call this a psychological operation. There's something to this. It's, I believe my guess is that Epstein knows what's going on. He's still he's still cutting deals, negotiating stuff. I, my guess is this is a totally orchestrated event. Maybe he doesn't even do real time after this. I really don't know. And it's definitely going to be used to smear Trump. 
But there's another goal here, and I think it's very interesting. Finkley, what is your theory of this PSYOP? Well, the initial reporting focused very heavily on how great the investigative journalism was of this local dogged news reporter. And that made me kind of suspicious. So I started looking into the Miami Herald and their parent company. And the Miami Herald, uh, their parent company is partners with Google on their $300 million Google Global News Initiative, which is a, quote, journalism-focused program that will help publishers earn revenue and combat fake news, specifically with local news outlets. The Google News Initiative is a worldwide attempt to control information. They work with the social media outlets to silence alternative reporting, and then they bolster up these local mouthpieces to make it appear that it's coming from a local organization because people trust local news organizations far more than they do the national media. They've done polls on that. Plus, it looks like there is diversity of opinion that you do have access across the board to a lot of different voices. They seem to come from different geographic locations. But I even noticed decades ago, my local newspaper was owned by what's now Gannett. It was bought by Gannett. And that's the biggest owner of newspapers in the country. And they're local newspapers, and it's based out of D.C. And even when I moved to Dallas... Uh, as an adult, I was so surprised that the Dallas, Dallas Morning News was so liberal when I never lived in a place that had that many Republicans before. And I was shocked. So just when you were telling me this theory, I looked up the Dallas Morning News, who's its owned by. And I was like, oh, it's owned by some company, Bellow, B-E-L-O. I was like, oh, I guess it is independent. Funny, I guess those guys are liberals. Then when I went to investigate Gannett, because they were the ones who owned my local newspaper, I saw that they owned Bellow. So I don't know when they bought it, but... It's even if it looks like other people own it. So that's the that's the that I noticed that the local news isn't even local half the time. The yeah. AJC is owned by Cox, which is this media station. So I, they are not owned by Gannett. But I that but the vast majority, or at least a plurality, I don't know what the percentages of of these local things are really the same. And then it doesn't even beyond that, as far as the. National stories, we all know that three of the, that almost all the news, if not all the news, comes from the three news agencies, Reuters, UPI, and Associated Press, I think, are the three. Yeah, and the Miami Herald has already been a part of three pilot projects through the Google News Initiative and other news initiatives. The Facebook Journalism Project designed to increase their subscriptions, and they they did uh, three times, three X, uh, the Knight Foundation uh, an initiative to transform the local newsroom into the digital world, and one called Subscribe with Google. So they've been a pilot organization for all of these worldwide news initiatives, which is designed to combat fake news and make money for these, quote, local establishments. It sounds like the UN and Atlanta. They tested it on the UN <laughs> before they did yeah, an, or the EU. Like, Atlanta is like the... Any sustainability project, any UN project, like if you scratch the surface, Atlanta is like there. Well, yeah, the Google News Initiative started, they tested for four years, they've been testing this uh, in the EU, and now they're testing it here. Oh, for four years, wow. So, So here's my take on this. I was trying to figure out what the journalists, there's that, there were all those hearings in Congress, we talked about them, 
where the journalists are trying to band together, or the big journalism companies are trying to band together and kind of share share revenue with Facebook and Google because they're providing content, but Google and Facebook are getting all the ad dollars. The thing sounds a little funny to me, so, and I bet that's because it doesn't really hold water when you look at it, but because when you can't understand something, I learned a long time ago, like if you try to understand it and you can't, it might not be your fault, you know? It could be that it doesn't make sense. So my idea was... If there's a plethora of independent, totally unrelated news sources, they will pop up. People will share the links. You do your, if search engines aren't super, super top heavy like Google is, you duck, duck, go, whatever. You can find this other information. You put it on your links. You put it on Twitter. You put it on Facebook. But you're just sharing the links and people are clicking through to the links. And then at that, those places, they have the advertising. So actually, these local newspapers who couldn't make the transition and were owned by Gannett or whatever anyway, it's really just an echo chamber, just like the rest of it. So why not? So it's actually a good thing. It's a more of a diversity of opinion. And, and and a lot of these people are cheaper. What do we do? We don't really make any, we don't even advertise on our blog or on our podcast or anything like that. We're just doing it, you know, and we can, a lot of it's open source. A lot of it's just, you can get a lot of people doing a little stuff and have a real diversity of opinion and resources. And, and that cannot be controlled. But if you favor these alleged local things that are connected to this deal where everybody in the in the organization, the negotiating block with Facebook and Google gets that preferential treatment, it's going to obliterate any hope of having the little guy rise. It's just like the Google search engine. You're not penetrating what they don't want you to penetrate. Absolutely. Google set up their algorithms so that these local establishments would show up at the top because they're favoring, quote, authoritative sources. And I think it's worth pointing out that Google Alphabet was behind Hillary Clinton during the campaign in 2016. Oh, and they're the ones who obviously... Who are working with the Knight Foundation and Miami Herald. So you really got to wonder how screwy stuff gets because Jeff Zucker at CNN created... Trump. I think he has a, like a cartoon of himself with Trump on his desk. <laughs> and Google, who was identified early on as being able to select the next president simply by how they configure their search engine, was a big Hillary supporter. Yet Trump wins over Hillary. I mean, it, it makes you think yeah. there is a dialectic at play here, which I, 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 I just, just like everything having to be leaked or against interest in order to have any credibility, you've got to be the outsider. There seems to be this necessity for any policy, any opinion change to have to have this adversarial nature, this dialectical nature. So you put, it's like, um, so you put Trump up there to make people mad on the other side and even discredit his own side. I mean, it's not that complicated to see what a kind of reverse psychology operation it could have all been. But in any case, those people are in complete control of what of what the majority of people see when they search for something or when they go to look at a news feed from Facebook. And and this is going to fold into that, I think. But we'll see more of this. We'll see more breaking news stories where the mainstream media is talking about how the story was broke by some dogged local news person. 
Right. So that's so so when you see all those polls that say people hate Congress, people hate the media, blah, blah, blah. This is a way for them to placate those feelings, just like the outsiders of presidents, Obama, Trump. Yeah. Now you have Mm -hmm. the outsider of mainstream media, but just peel the onion one layer and you see they're all. They're all part of the same web anyway. Yeah, they're all in bed together. It seems like it. All right, let's take a break. I'm going to get to some more calls. 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. I also, this morning, saw a Wall Street Journal article that I think plays into this dialectic and your theory of what's really going on with the Miami Herald. I think it's kind of outrageous what this guy wrote in the Wall Street Journal, and and it was an attack on the Miami Herald uh, woman who wrote... And I think that there's going to be some backlash. So I want to kind of give you a what to watch out for after the break. This is Monica Perez. Monica Perez. Everything she said was true. She knew. Nobody believed her. On News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. I'm going to go to the phones. 800 WSB Talk. Uh, I'm going to Jan. Jan, you are on with Monica. Hi, Jan. Hi, Monica. Thanks for having your show. I enjoy it every week. Awesome. So what's your what are your thoughts on this? My thoughts are I just did a presentation yesterday on this topic. Um, I work with an organization called Darkness to Light, and we are trying to bring the subject of child sexual abuse to the forefront with trainings locally, with agencies and groups. You can also take it online, but until people are aware of the massive issue with child sex abuse, Epstein, this whole thing with him is going to bring it to the forefront as far as it's on a national level, but what are we looking at locally? I mean, because just in Gilmore County, we've got 96 registered sex offenders. I just was reading an article uh, about a West Palm Beach. This was in 2013. It's not recent, but it says West Palm Beach man sentenced to 11 years for turning a teen girl into a, one teen girl into a prostitute. And we're talking Epstein did so much more. But one of the lines that uh, caught my attention was that. While once rare, Clark and his female partner in crime are among what appears to be an ever-growing number being charged with luring local teens into prostitution. And that's that's why when you see these things on on Facebook or other places where teens have, have you seen this child? So many of them are being lured into this because they think that they're communicating with someone that wants to be their friend. And they end up in the sex trafficking trade, which, I mean, just the Super Bowl, there were 169 people arrested during our Super Bowl for having for raping children under the age of 14, because it's rape. It's not sex. It's rape. Right, right. That's the thing. People, when they are writing stuff about these girls, it's like, well, there was some question about that. No, it's it's rape. Those are children who don't have the age of consent. Yeah, they don't need to even prosecute it. Nothing. And it It, is. It is. And it's got to stop. So education is a big part of it. So I would encourage anybody that cares about children, this is not mandated reporter, because everybody should be a mandated reporter, whether they work with children or not. But the training gives you an eye as to what to look for, how to realize that people are grooming your child, that your piano teacher, when you drop your child off for a piano lesson, and what happens when you leave that child? What happens when they walk into the bathroom at Walmart unsupervised? Um, and what's your organization, or what is it that you volunteer? It's called. For? You can is on, uh, online. It's www.d is in darkness. The number two, and then the letter L for light. dot o r g. Darkness to light. And that's for. Uh, it's for anybody that's interested in learning more about how to recognize child sexual abuse, what to do. 
um, who to report it to, but more just to become aware that even up here, I had somebody tell me the other day that they were concerned about a family, that, a man and his friend who kept bringing this young girl in. Oh, oh, sorry. I didn't mean to lose you there, but I got to go to a break. I'll talk a little more about it after the break. This is Monica Perez.